It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Chris Gelson joins me to preview Doomman. G'day, Chris. Good morning, Gareth. What are we doing there tomorrow afternoon at Doomman? What are the conditions like, first of all? Well, it's beautiful today, 34 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. We've had some good weather. So at this stage, we'll be back to a good four. They are tipping maybe some uh, some rain and maybe a storm late tomorrow afternoon, evening. So hopefully it's after the races. So we'll go with a good four and hope for the best. Now, all of these on an each-way basis because it's a tricky-looking day. Race one, number nine, Sigourney, has been very good running on recent start. She gets to 2,000 tomorrow. I think that'll suit her nicely. So race one, number nine, each way, Sigourney. Uh, race two, number three, not a clue how or who. Now, I tipped this one a couple of weeks ago. Uh, no faulted um, CJ Graham. She just got in an awkward spot there behind runners back in the field on the fence. Now, held up in the straight. The horse hit the line okay. This is not a strong race. I think if you backed it last time, stick with not a clue how or who. Race two, number three. And race seven, number five, hell of a deal off a three-week break, 1,400 to 1,600 suits. First up run was good. I think can run well on an each-way basis as well. So there, the three for me on what looks a tough day, Gareth. All right then, mate. Um, what would be your very best? I'll probably say uh, probably not a clue how or who. I just think he looks well-placed okay. in that race. All right then, mate. Anything out wide? You like anything in Sydney? You would have done yeah, the I do. Day, no doubt. I do. I like race two, number two, Belvedere Boys. Mm-hmm. I like race six, number 13, Marquess. Race yes. nine, number 11, Frilled. And race 10, number six, Dakota Vroom at really good odds. I think okay. Lady Camelot wins the Blue Diamond and King's Gambit, the Oakley Plate. There you go. Geez, you're a superstar, Chris. I don't know how you don't <laughs> sleep at night. I know how you feel <laughs> at the moment. Good on you, Chris. <laughs> There's Chris Nelson. Wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. Dean Watling's done the form for us at Rose Hill on Hobartville Stakes Day and Silver Slipper Day there in Sydney tomorrow afternoon. Dino, hello to you. Morning, G-Man, and good morning to all the listeners. Update there with the track at Rose Hill. Yeah, it's currently sitting around a soft seven. I think we've been meant to get a little bit of rain this afternoon and tomorrow, but I'd suggest it's probably better than that. We've got a nice drying day today, so it should get back into the soft range, which railing the true softish conditions, I think it should play really, really fair. I think the only time I get scared at Rose Hill when it's rail true and very, very dry, which it isn't. Take it away with your place. Yep, really keen to bet into the Silver Slipper. It's a good horse's race, and I think Straight Charge is a really good horse. Good to see Market support. He's in the favourite now. I just think purely on map, he's going to have a better running trend than Espinage. I think Espinage is probably the better horse long term, but Straight Charge should sit outside the leader um, and get every possible chance from there. I think Espinage will have to get off heels from leaders back and might find a little bit of trouble. So we start off the day with race four, number two, 
Straight charge is probably my best bet across the program. Race seven, number one, Zugotcha. Interesting horse. I think the market's probably set against it. Early doors, purely coming off a poor preparation when she was trained to be a 1,200-metre Everest horse, which she isn't. Back to 1,300 metres first up off two trials. I'd suggest that she'll start shorter in this market and can give Lady Laguna a really big shout. So race seven, number one, Zugotcha. Race eight, number one, Tom Kitten. Number one of my best. I love this setup. Uh, 60 kilos back to 56 and a half, up 1,400 metres. Good gait. Won't be a sit and sprint. I think we'll see a good horse in Tom Kitten. And then we round out the day, G-Man. Race 10, number 19. Gently roll. Gets a spot in the race. Who's scratching. Good last start. They go faster here. He'll win by further. And from gate four, then Zach Loy can give Gently Rolled an absolute peach. All right, then what would be your very best? I think straight charge is getting short enough now. I preferred the 280 yesterday, but it's gone off. But I think straight charge. Just Matt Paul's. Love my two-year-olds. Got a good profile on them now. And this is the time of year that I really want to be betting up on them. So race four, number two, straight charge is probably my best across the program. Good on you, brother. Good luck. Thanks, mate. You too. There's Dean Watling. It's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. Get in contact with Timmy Wilson and the team. They purchased a couple of horses in WA at the recent Magic Million sale across there in the west. Pete Anthon has probably sped up as well as he joins us. Massive card there at Ascot tomorrow. The Detonator is the feature race there. Hello to you, Pete. Yeah, g'day, Gareth. I think uh, your horse is actually a sneaky blowout chance in the Detonator. It looks like a mad yeah. race as always. There'll be plenty of speed up front and look, quite a few of those horses coming off the fresh and I think a horse like Holy Enchantment um, will probably get the right sort of run as well. So uh, not the worst at odds there, your boy. Hard to turn the tables despite the weight on a horse like Casino 17. But apart from that, I reckon he's he's in with a small hope. Excuse yeah. me, Holly Enchantment. But um, what price? Around $20. That's that's not bad shopping. What can you do for us tomorrow, mate? Yeah, look, it's not a great betting card just at this stage. Um, we'll start off in race five, number two, Capital Flight. Look, uh, Live to Tell, short favourite. Deserves to be favourite. I just can't get it odds on. Um, Capital Flight hasn't been suited its last four. Draws well from gate two. And there was good signs last start that the horses really starting to find its best form. And look, Paul Harvey jumps on board. So I expect it to be settling there on speed. Live to Tell will be out the back somewhere and needing the right race shape. And it may well be a little bit tricky to make ground uh, in some of those shorter races there on Saturday. So look, Race five, number two, capital flight, each way if you want to, but I've got it marked single figures and we're getting about 11, so I think that's a good price to take. All right, then what else have you got for us? And look, I think the nominal best of the day is in the last race nine, number 11, Lord Vampy, huge flashing light there first up. Just got into a horrible spot for uh, Clint Johnston Porter and was just savaging the line. And now it draws gate four, it has the ability to lead if they want to. Um, this race has a lot of horses that are drawn to sit back in the field and will have to do a lot of work to try and make ground on Lord Vampy. It's a pretty talented horse. So it's marginal value still. Um, 260, is available. I think it probably starts shorter. Uh, so look, that's your best on the card. Race nine, number, number 11, Lord Vampy. Good luck, mate. Thanks for that. Go and get them. Cheers, Gareth. Great to catch up with Peter Anthony's there. Nick Ashman sent through his tips. Um, he likes a Neeser and the Blue Diamond each way price there. I think she'll be mighty hard to beat with Damien Lane aboard for Peter Moody and Kath Coleman. Hypothetical in the Oakley Plate for um, Nicky Ashman. And he also, oh, I can't believe it, he's buttering up on her again. Kin for Godolphin, race two, number 13. She was unlucky there the other day again. 
she just might be one of those horses that continues to find bad luck. But one more chance, I would imagine. He did say that last time with Ken, but he's playing her race two, number 13 at the Heath. Thoroughbred Racing NT, the best show on Sam. We've got Darwin um, to preview. He's Andrew O'Toole. G'day, Andrew. Thanks for your time, mate. What are we making a, um, the horses to beat there at Darwin? Yeah, morning, Gareth. Uh, just a four-race card in Darwin today. We had uh, one of our races fall over at acceptance time, so that was uh, a little disappointing. But uh, nevertheless, uh, some competitive racing here in the top end today. In the first, I thought um, number 10, Proclisi, might be the way to go from a good draw for Phil Cole and uh, apprentice Emma Lyons. And he had the two starts in Darwin uh, for two good third placings. Debating looks the hardest to beat, uh, but has drawn out a fraction at barrier six. So I just thought... Uh, by virtue of uh, a bit of value at 460 and the good barrier draw number 10 in the first, Proclisi. Uh, if we go to the second, uh, Gareth, um, it looks uh, a race. Uh, Gary Clark's got a very good hold on. He's got four runners in the event. He hasn't got the favourite. That is Cielo Doro. But I thought number five, Bell's Banner, one of his might be the way to go. It is the second favourite at 370. Uh, she'll get back from uh, her widest draw of seven, or it's the outside draw, actually, in the in the field over the 1,200 metres. But she has a good finish. And her latest form has been uh, a sign of uh, a coming winner, I believe. So race two, number five, Bell's Banner. Probably the best bet of the day is in the third, and that's number five, Star Spangled Dancer. Uh, resumed with a very good second the other day, only just caught late by Witten uh, over 1,200. Back to the 1,100, I think, will suit. Comes in a couple with uh, scratching, so goes from barrier six. Has got plenty of pace. Jared Tyler look to go forward and get across to the rail, I would suspect, and uh, she'll take plenty of running down. So race three, number five, Star Spangled Dancer. And then the last, the shortest um, price of the day is around number three, Wilson's Prom. He certainly looks the hardest to beat, although I'm, I'm giving a chance to his stable mate, number two, Valabar, at odds at $8, just getting back out to the mile. Todd's elected to ride Valabar, although that said, Adam Nichols. Uh, stays on Wilson's Prom. That's his regular ride. So uh, the value in the last, number two, Valabar. All right, mate. Looking forward to Alice Springs again tomorrow afternoon as well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Good uh, good meeting uh, upcoming there. Seven races, in fact, uh, mm. and only about uh, three weeks out from... Three weeks? Uh, four weeks act, out from the first day of their carnival in the Red Centre. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that, Andrew. Good on you, Gareth. Thank you, mate. NT Thoroughbred Racing, it's simply the best racing entertainment in the Territory. Garrett Tolson, Houndful of your Equine Essentials. Darren Carroll joins us. Darren, I can't remember. Uh, oh, we, we keep on saying that every week these days in harness racing, but you've got the Newcastle Mile, terrific meeting at Menangle. The Trotters take centre stage at Milton. You've got Mac Dan taking on Catch a Wave at Geelong tonight. You've also got, of course, Leap to Fame at Newcastle and the Newcastle Mile. And uh, you've got a feature four-year-old race at Gloucester Park. Um, Tazzy on Sunday evening as well, yes. Gareth. Yes, lost Storm right. so, going around there. Yeah, no, he scratched, he scratched, so he's not oh, going he? around. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm the same as you, Gareth, just amazing the um, the depth right across the board and the talent everywhere too. Like, it's just uh, it's just a feast. Um, we're lucky, and it just goes to show we're in good hands with the depth at the moment. So we get, that match, race. We get that match race we wanted again after the Great Southern Star. Call me the Breeze 4. And yep. just believe one. Can he cross him? Call me the breeze at the start. I knew you'd ask me, so I did a bit more work on it this morning, and I think he can. Mm. All right. So therefore, the three dollars is a good bet, isn't it? It's a great bet. Nathan Jack mm. holds the key to the race. I don't mm. think that just believe can out sprint him, so it's game over, basically. Mm. 
It's interesting. She's going to be a, yeah, a crazy good uh, first 300 metres. But my gut feel is um, I think you'll find the front. Call me the breeze. All right, then. So, so you're hmm. tipping him then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not with the utmost confidence because he's got the champ on his back. But, um, yeah, I like Call Me The Breeze. I think he'll lead. So right. pick my head out and say, yes, I think he, he can win. Yeah. All right, then what else are you doing there at Melton tomorrow night? Um, yeah, Super Keen and Race 2, number 5, the Six Phoenix. Um, it's probably been well found in the market now. It's had uh, two runs back from the spell. Um, had a long break of about 12 months. And Chris Venosio, traditionally, um, he doesn't have his horses prime first up and it just raced into fitness. And I think this time it's uh, really prime. So it'll lead and I think it'll win race two, number five, for Feastix Phoenix. Um, and then going later in the card, well, I might add, though, that Nathan Jett's got a really nice first starter in race four called uh, Derek the Jet. Um, I think you'll see a really nice horse here. I think you'll probably be short, but um, yeah, I think Nathan's found a good trotter. So it's bred by Yabby Dam's farm. Uh, he trains it himself. Um, if it gets anywhere near black figures, I'll be keen on it. So that's race four, number six, Derek the Jet. Uh, then we go to race nine, number three, Lindy Grace. Um, there was two heats of this race, so I've had a really good cider. The map looks simple. Christmas Fable lead on Lindy Grace will sit on its back and... Um, We'll be relying on the sprint lane, but I think um, the sprint lane will be there and Lindy Grace can uh, roll past the sprint lane late and win. And the other one, uh, I know I've tipped it a few times, Gareth, and its uh, form suggests it's uh, disappointed us a couple of times, but its form is 1916. That's high point in the last, um, trained by your good friend Anthony Butt. yeah, I, I know he's really keen on it. Every time he speaks on the radio to you about it, he tips it. Um, every time it trots, it wins. It's a small field of suit. You won't have to put it into the race um, until late, and I think it'll be too good. So it's the other one. So, yeah, very keen on the program, Gareth. Looks like a super betting race uh, program for the night. So, yeah, it's a rare. There you go. I've never seen you that confident with all those tips at one meeting. Um, mm. Leap to fame, does he win, or does he have to work for it in the Newcastle Mile? Canita Prelim is drawn inside of him. Um, Hot and Treacherous is drawn to his outside. So it does look he's I couldn't possibly there. tip against him, could you, Gareth? No, no, you can't. Mm. Catch a wave mm. taking on Mac Dan at Geelong tonight? Yeah, I'm going, I'm, you know, <laughs> we're both number one team, kind of catch the wave. But you've got to go the barrier drawing the map, Gareth. And I think Mac Dan leads. And as what a result, price, Mac um, Dan? He's two twenty compared to uh dollar eighty five, dollar ninety catch away, so I'm in the max. No way. That, mm. that, yep. that that market. Yeah, been changed. betting that all week, Gareth. Been betting that no since way. Tuesday. Mm. So I'm surprised I'd have the market the other way around. Mm. So would I. Hundred mm. percent. They must be listening to Andy Gath. They tell me he's just like he's 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 making him like grow up a little bit, catch a wave. He's taken the gloves off. He's not looking after okay. him anymore. He's worked the hell out of him, he said. So right. um, it'd be interesting to see how he responds on Saturday yeah, will be. night. Yeah. He is an enigma. There's no doubt yeah, about we, him. We know he's very we, good on his night. Absolutely, and we love him, but we also got to yep. assess the race the way we see it, and this is the way, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Well, you enjoy this weekend, mate. Thanks, mate. You too. See you, Gareth. There we go. There's Darren Garrell. Uh, Darren Carroll there. Garrett's Horse and Hound. Stocking the largest range at the best prices. Visit horseandhound.com.au. Unmissable greyhound racing with the Australian Cup tomorrow night at the Meadows. Timmy Zoo's drawn to win the Aussie Cup. Gareth, what a run it's been. Hopefully he can deliver an Australian Cup and plenty of carry-on. That's from Will, who part owns that greyhound. Um, Smithy, can Timmy Zoo get the job done in the big dance? It was a funny old semi-final night last week.
It was a funny old semi-final night last week. Tim Zoo's obviously drawn to get all the favourites from the inside, but he had that box last week when Mapunga Smokey ran over the top of him. So I wouldn't be uh, counting the chickens before they hatch. But any any of the Greyhounds can win a top-quality field. But I'm with Morton in this one. I think he's drawn to perfection, Gareth. And yes. he's the, uh, the informed Greyhound, the exciting Greyhound in the country. Box number five on paper doesn't look that great. But uh, with my magic man drawn to his inside, who's going to lead and go to the rail, I think he might just get the room that he needs. He's, uh, so he can overcome box number five. There you go. So you're with uh, Morton. I think he heads to Perth next week to trial ahead of the Sand Groper and the Perth Cup coming up there. So he's travelling a little bit, Morton. He did the job there in Brisbane and uh, hopefully he can do the job for the Sharp family winning an Australian Cup. Smithy, what about fan of, in, the, in the fan of Bale? Um, Palawa King, one of the biggest runs you'll ever, ever see. Michi Abaya, bet of the century. Unbelievable <laughs> stuff it was. Um, um, well, he should be winning again, but he wouldn't want to miss the kick like he did, I would imagine, in the final. Well, he probably will miss the kick. That's his sort of running style. I think there'd be plenty of people that back him in pubs not knowing his running style, and uh, they'd be tearing up their Well, he doesn't miss it like that, Smithy. He doesn't miss yeah. it. He missed it three or four lengths. Yeah, that, that was bad. He was, it was about 10 lengths off the leader after 50 metres, which is not what you want to be doing. But quite simply, I think he's the best stayer in the series. Like His run yeah. was mind-boggling, as you touched on, Gareth. And I, I think he's going to be hard to beat in any race he contests. I know box five. I know he's going to get back in the field. But uh, he's the best dog in it. And I'm happy to be with Palawa King in, in what's a pretty open race outside of him. What are your other specials, mate? Uh, in the Group 1 Rookie Rebel, I'm going for a little bit of value in Father Rick. You can get around double-figure odds. He was $13 earlier in the week. That's been snapped up. Uh, I think he goes straight to the front. He'll have to hold them off late over the 600. They'll be storming home over the top of him. But if he can pinch enough of a break, I think he'll, he'll be running a really good race. Maybe a place-heavy each way with race six, number four, Father Rick. And then in the Australian Cup Consolation, I've got race seven, number one, Orly Bale. Uh, his run homes have just been absolutely off the charts lately. And from the inside drawer, I reckon he'll lob a little bit closer to the speed and be able to hold them in late. He also might be worth chucking in your black book and just follow on as he steps up to 600 metres after this run. But uh, they're the selections that I want. So race six, number four, race seven, number one, race eight, number five, and race 10, number five. They're the four that I'm keen on on Saturday night. Go and get them, Smithy. Enjoy what a night it promises to be. Thank you, Gareth. Make sure everyone comes out on track. If possible, free entry, free car parking, plenty of entertainment and the uh, best dogs going around on Saturday night. Get to the Meadows. Unmissable Greyhound Racing with the Australian Cup tomorrow night at the Meadows.